You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 143. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms. Are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour instead of the $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work? If so, then the Your Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Hi, welcome to the show. Today we're doing something a little extra special. I showed up and did a speech for my good friends over at Tech Moms. So Robin and Mikkel asked me to speak to their incoming cohort and alums about a really fun topic, why tech needs moms and moms need tech. And they are allowing me to share it here on the podcast with you, but it's a little bit long. So we're going to actually do it in two episodes. So without further ado, here's the first part of the Speech to Tech Moms, Why Tech Needs Moms and Moms Need Tech. We have Ellen Toomey, who is the founder and CEO of You Are Techie, and she's going to tell you about that. But she has a podcast, she has coaching, she has tons of great content and training courses and things like that. Her mission is very similar to ours, which is helping women understand that there is a fantastic place for them within the tech world, and she is helping them navigate how to get there. So. The topic of our conversation today is why tech needs moms and why moms need tech. And I'm super excited about this. Ellen, I'm just going to turn the time over to you. Thanks, Robin. I'm excited to be here. I'm such a big fan of tech moms. Robin and Mikkel have been great supporters of your techie. We're like sister organizations on the opposite coast. I live in Atlanta now, but I was living in North Carolina for the last eight years. So really excited to talk to you about my favorite topic, bringing more moms to tech. And yeah, as Robin was saying, I have a podcast. So I'll talk a little bit about that. You can hear more tech information on my podcast. I think we're going to launch this one as a podcast too. So let's dive in and I'll talk more about myself in the presentation. And I will do my best to answer your questions. I might take me a minute as I go in and I will for sure answer them at the end. And it's kind of a free for all. You can consider it an AMA. I'll ask you, I'll answer anything you want. So today we're talking about why tech needs moms, and then also why moms need tech. And it's a really, you know, it's foundational to our mission and what we believe. And I think it's a funny concept that most moms don't really consider. They're like, wait, tech needs me? But we're going to go ahead and dive into what that is because we're going to learn the beautiful fit that tech and moms had that it really defies the thinking that you've been raised with. And I'm going to show you how to make the ultimate shift in your brain and in your life to just stop spinning and get hired. And hopefully it speaks directly to you and what you're experiencing. So we're going to talk about why tech needs moms and why moms need tech today. 
tech needs you more than you realize. And one of the funny things that happens with my students, I have a membership and my students want to make their mark in the world. They want to do something meaningful. They want to contribute to the world in a way that where they feel like their skills are actually needed. And that's why I think this is an important concept and one that we need to understand that tech actually does need you. And when I say that, those of you here live, I know you're a little bit further down the path. You're pretty convinced that tech's going to be a good fit for you and you've made that decision. But essentially, I want you to understand that it's not just good for you. It's not just something like, well, I want this in my life and I'm trying to achieve this goal. And hey, you know what? It's good for me and my family. And it's really self-centered. There's also an altruism here that tech needs the skills and values that you bring. There's an important aspect to it that is lacking. That there's really no way for you to understand if you're not in it. You can't really understand how tech can need you when you're not even a part of it yet. And like I said, those live are probably a little bit further. So the way that I like to phrase this, we'll talk about all the elements of it, but I really want to help show you how to make the ultimate shift. And it's from struggling to believe in yourself to streamlining your decision process and your learning so that you can find the tech job of your dream. So that's what we want to do is that not believing in yourself is we're just going to put that behind us. We're just going to move forward and we're going to make decisions. And I want you to just get on this train with me that the tech job of your dreams is possible. It's out there. I see women achieve this every day. And that's where we want to go today. So quickly, I know that oftentimes we want to get to know like who's the person talking to us. So we'll pretend that you guys have never heard of me. You don't know my family or who I am. I love that I'm talking to Utah. I know I've got my Mormon friends there. I'm a Catholic mom, so I'm in good company when I say I have five children. But most of the people I tell, they're like, oh my gosh. So I have five children. I had four older ones, as you can see. And then that's little baby Gwen on the upper left, but now down in the right is her just a few weeks ago. And that's that crazy man who's on this journey with me, Kevin. We've been married for 21 years together for 25. And we I'll just name the states we've lived in because it's entertaining for our family and for people to make fun of us. We're not running from the law. We're not military. We just are willing to make big changes in our life if we think it's going to level us up. We both grew up in, in Detroit, in Detroit, Michigan, and then we lived in Connecticut and D.C. and then Chicago. We had one child in D.C. and then three more in Chicago and then North Carolina. And I was just telling Robin, we just moved to Atlanta this summer, like two months ago. And I never thought we would move, but because I thought we were very happy in North Carolina and we were. But when we had little Gwenny, we had to make changes. And that's what happens in your life. Like you think things are working well and then you experience some amount of pain and you're like, what's going on? I need to figure this out. And so that is my family. That is who I am personally, pretty much. That takes up pretty much all my time. And so I think that my professional background, it might be more interesting to you. I don't know, sometimes the five kids is, but I think it's more helpful to you. So I started my career, I actually have an undergrad in computer science. And I say actually, because most people in technology do not have that degree. I work with so many people that come from non-traditional backgrounds that when I meet someone who has a CS degree, I'm like, I'm one of you too. But that was actually, it wasn't like I was coding since I was eight. That was, I stumbled into that as well. And then I started my career at Accenture, which is a large global consulting firm. And I felt pretty unfulfilled with the type of work that I was doing in terms of the people that I was working with. And so I sought out and moved into teaching. So I was a teacher and a technology director across elite private high schools. 
about half the states that I just named for you. I thought that if I was more altruistic and I was teaching, that would feel better. But that's pretty much been the dance I've played. And my master's degree from Purdue is in learning, design, and technology. It's pretty much been the dance I've played my whole life, learning, design, and technology. So that I actually stayed home with my kids. I was very bad at staying home. And by that, I mean, I was always picking up a tech project here or remodeling a house or something. I took that time to stay home with my kids. But I think it's an important aspect because a lot of times women that I work with who are breaking into tech, they're breaking in from staying at home. And so not only do they have to break into a workforce, not only are they trying to get hired, they're trying to get hired in this highly competitive and highly skilled field of technology. And I just want you to know, I feel you. And so so when I worked at Accenture, I was a developer and I returned as a UX designer because again, I just was interested in the whole product. And I streamlined freelance my freelance work into a UX consultancy where I was really focused on product and UX strategy. So then I'm now the business owner, CEO, founder of UR Techie. We help women and moms, specifically moms, gain the skill and confidence to get hired in technology. That's the important piece is that when I tried to return to the workforce, I had the skills and I spun and spun through lack of confidence, which is crazy. I was a class president. I played football. I was a super confident person. You can hear me. I'm a confident person today. But what I lacked was I had a ton of confidence in my mothering skills, was really dedicated to my family. I lacked confidence in the workplace value that I could bring. And so what I realized, tech is so big, it's so massive. How do we actually get hired in this? We need to learn skills, but have enough confidence to say, I know enough skills to add value to an organization. And that's foundational to what we do. So, and it's, I'm sure it's foundational to your journey. So just a little bit more, that's my background. But I, if you can't hear from my voice, actually love this. I get so pumped to work with moms like you. I was recording a podcast earlier today and it was one with a former student of mine who's now a mentor in our program. And we're just talking about how we still sit in rooms where we're the only women. And so if I can say one thing to you, we would like you to join us. We'd like you to come to us. It's still a problem. And it's unbelievable to me that over 20 years ago, I was, and you talked about ageism. So I'm 43. I announce my age all the time. I'm super young. If you're 57, you are also super young. I really believe in saying our age, not apologizing for it. So over 20 years ago, I was in rooms and I was the only woman. And that's still happening today. This message is so important. If you feel like you don't belong, I just want to say you are welcome in our rooms. We want you there. So I have an insider's view of what you can contribute to technology with with my own experience, with my extensive network who just gets behind this mission and is so helpful, men and women alike. And I can show you the secrets to get hired for the right job for the right salary. So I focus on two fundamental skills. So the first piece, if you're taking notes, I recommend notes. Design and develop. Don't overcomplicate it. There are a million jobs in technology. There are a million different things you can do. If you learn the skills of design and or development, you should sort of learn one of those. You can learn the other one. You have a fundamental skill that is highly valued in the marketplace. And you don't need to learn 10,000 other skills. You can do lots of jobs with that. You can be a designer, you can be a developer. And there are also many other jobs that you can do with those fundamental skills. So that is a very key point. So this is really all about you, right? So I told you about my story. One of the things, if you think I'm someone who likes putting my picture out there and likes being on camera, you have no idea. I absolutely hated pictures. And so when I started my company and I had a good friend who was in marketing, he's like, so what do you need to do? is get these big pictures of yourself and then slam your picture all over your website. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to do that. And so Robin commented on my picture at the beginning. My my good friend, Jen, Z, love her. Thank you, Jen. She's an amazing photographer, even though she 
does it on the side. She took those pictures of me. One of the reasons I got my head around putting my myself out there is because I want tech to look like me. I want tech to look like me. I want it to look like you. I want it to look like all these different people out there. And so this, my journey is for you. I give you my journey. And so the struggles that I have, I don't want you to have those struggles. What I want you to do is understand that whether you think tech looks like you or not, whether you think it focuses on who you are, it is. And so I want to take you on this journey because ultimately I share my story for your story. And so can you imagine what it would be like for you to contribute meaningfully to the world? Yes, to the world. And that's not a dramatic statement, but also your family's bank account, doing work you love with people you love. My friends, I see women doing this every day. I see moms making this transition every day. This is a reality for you. This is happening, even if it feels impossible, even if it feels like you can't see it or you're afraid that it's not going to be everything you expected. This is a possible future reality for you. So this is actually my hidden mission. I want every woman in the whole wide world to feel like this question is relevant to them. Is a tech career right for me? Every single woman, yes, every single woman to consider it. Now, some people will decide on something else. Listen, my oldest, she's 15. I'm pretty sure she's going to be a lawyer. It hurts a little. It hurts a little, but she's got to find what is right for her. I know that should she not pursue technology, it is not because of fear of her skills or her abilities or anything that she thinks about is because she has a different passion, but she knows that there is a tech career that she could have and she is raised with that. And so I want you to spread this message. The reason I named the company You Are Techie and not I Am Techie, even though you should say that, is because I don't just want you to hear this message. I mean, especially in this environment, many of you have already come to this conclusion. I want you to understand that other women need your help. And you can be a mentor to someone who has not yet asked this question, is a tech career right for me? And I think a tech career can be right for really anyone. If that's what they want to pursue, you don't have to be good in math. Please don't say that to me. It really hurts my heart. It's just not a true thing. It's not a factor. There's no prerequisite. And it's okay if you don't play video games. That's not a thing. I don't play video games. But really and truly, I think that there are lots of women who just say no, and especially moms. I can tell you when I stayed home with my kids, and one of the ways that I spun is I learned another programming language. And some of you might find this annoying. Like I already knew three, but I learned a fourth because that's what I absolutely needed to do to get hired, which was a waste, but that's okay. I learned other skills. And so I put my kids down for a nap and then I go sit on my couch and I would be writing code. And I, I literally had the thoughts like there's no woman in the world who's doing this. I'm the only, I'm the only woman. I felt very alone and separate. And what I realized is I was wrong, but we, in order to understand that we have to reach out to people and let them know. So I encourage you ask this question as a tech career right for me, and then pass that on to your friends. If you've already made that determination that it's true for you, who can you pass that on to? Maybe a tech career is possible for you. And your friend, you may be the one voice. I have this whole coaching I do on voices I'm listening to. You may be the only voice that friend is hearing. Every other voice might be like, nope, 
she couldn't do that. Could be people who love your friends, well-meaning friends, family, spouses. Although I will say a lot of husbands are the ones pushing their wives into it. They're like, you can definitely do this. So I don't want to rag on spouses too much. They definitely tend to be supportive. But my point is that you may be the one voice, just you knowing that tech careers are possible puts you in a mentor state. And you might say, well, no, I need a mentor. Well, I like to say you need a mentor and you have a mentor because you've already crossed that line into understanding, is tech possible for me? Is a tech career right for me? You're on the other side of that, most of you. And that's what I want you to share with people. So let's dive into a little bit. So why tech? Well, this is at a high level. Moms like tech because it's meaningful work. And I don't know if everybody knows that. I have used the word meaningful for years, but Today, I just want to tell you, I mean, it is fun. Okay, people, that is fun stuff. I love it. I'd say I geek out over it, but it really is fun, interesting work. And it's meaningful to the world. Like, think about it. In the palm of our hands, we're giving our children technology. Don't you want to be someone who's impacting that? And then, of course, tech is highly flexible. I can talk all day about that. I'll talk a little bit more about it. But it really is the leader. Technology is the leader in workplace flexibility. It always has been. And so... When you ask for flexibility in a tech role, you almost don't have to ask, right? Like we just want to pick our kids up from school. That's a big one of moms, right? And so not every job is the same. Not every job is identical. But the point is that you're going to have a flexibility at a level that where you feel like you're coming from the same mind space. And that wasn't true when I started, for sure. It was not always like that, but tech has been the leader in it. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but tech pays well. I'm not sure you've heard that. Maybe you have. I think I love to talk about money, by the way. I love it. So I'm actually starting backwards, right? Moms need tech. I do, is it the title of the tech needs moms? Yeah. I want to finish with that. So I'm coming with a bit strong finish. I like to mix things up. So moms need tech. Listen, if you want to do good in the world, I, that's a correct use of the English language, by the way. You want to do good. You want to put good out into the world. You want to be a person who is contributing meaningfully. Technology is at scale. It reaches people across countries, worlds, barriers, ages, ethnicities, cultures. It reaches everyone. If you can touch that many people, think of the good that you can do in the world. And by the way, not just with altruistic software. With any software that you work on can create less frustration for people. You can bring an empathetic tone to the software at a level that is very hard for you to understand right now, but you are bringing experiences in your perspective that is not being heard in a lot of rooms. And in order for that software to be designed for you, you have to have a voice in it. And there's so many other ways. That's a whole rabbit hole. But anyway, that's you <laughs> doing good in the world. That's why moms need tech. Because you can help people at scale with tech. We want to be a good example of what's possible for our girls. Like, hello, my kids, and I know your kids, they know that this is a career for them. They're going to grow up having a tech mom. Well, my mom was in tech. No anyone growing up who said my mom was in tech. This is an important message. Guess what? You can just do the work and be an example. That's amazing. That's amazing aspect to think about. And I'm sure it's a driver for a lot of people. We're intelligent, capable people who want to contribute meaningfully to our family's bank account. Listen, I love my kids. I have no doubt you love your kids. I'm super dedicated to them. 
they're my world. And yet I needed stimulation. I needed mental stimulation. I had an intelligence to contribute to the world. Not that you can't as a stay-at-home mom, but I found it difficult. And so the capable, intelligent side of us is absolutely available and needing to come out. And we should not apologize for that. And I'm going to, if you case you haven't heard, I like to talk about money. You deserve to contribute meaningfully to your family's bank account. And this is one of my, I'm going to just tell you one of my Facebook ads because I love it so much. I talk about it all the time. And I think actually my husband told me to put this or, you know, some marketing people. But essentially, a lot of women and moms, they come in, they're like, they think their skills are worth $25 an hour. And I'm here to tell you, your skills are worth $45 an hour. No matter if you start there or if you are heading in that direction, but tech can offer you a six figure income. And I like to say some people start there. Some people don't start there, but get there very quickly. And I promise you, you're going to get there a lot faster at, with tech, a tech job than you are with other places. I know that where you enter the market is important. Your salary is important. It matters. But from a trajectory standpoint, it's not that important. Breaking in is the key. Your style, I like to say your salary will skyrocket. And sounds a little bit dramatic, but there are numbers behind that. I actually love math, even though you don't need to love math to be in a tech. And the most software is run on this SaaS model of like, I'm going to talk a little about revenue, but like recurring monthly revenue. What that means is that with the same amount of effort, you can generate more and more revenue because you're serving more and more people. What does that mean for you? It means that your salary is a component of that. So your company can grow. They can have more customers. That is the way that technology is designed to work. And so your salary is designed to go up. Okay, that was just a little bit. So why don't we? I mean, I'm making it sound like this is a very easy choice here. Why don't we? Well, let's talk about the hard side of this, okay? And I am a very competitive person. You heard I play football. I play a lot of other sports too. But persistence and patience. Sometimes, as moms, we lack persistence and patience for ourselves. We tend not to lack it for our children. We'll give everyone as much time and patience. But for ourselves, we have to do it immediately. We have to do it now. We don't have time to invest in ourselves, not to invest money, not to invest time. It's too busy. There's not enough going on. No, we don't because we are not persistent and patient enough with ourselves. And instead, we tend to doubt ourselves and berate ourselves. And that's why I was talking about competition. Listen, none of you, I'm going to beat all of you at this. Nobody can beat themselves up like I can mentally. And I mean, it is, I am the winner here. What I decided was that did not serve me in my life. I didn't like it. I didn't like beating myself up for every mistake that I made. And here's where it ties into tech. In technology, you're being paid to think and you're being paid to think to solve problems. And those problems necessarily mean hitting roadblock. It's not like, oh my gosh, I don't know the answer. I couldn't figure it out. No, you've hit a roadblock. That's what happened. And so understanding that you have to be gentle and patient with yourself as you hit roadblocks and as your team hits roadblocks and constantly going back to how do we solve this? How do we solve this? Is so important for success as a technologist. It's maybe even more important as we're learning, as we're breaking into the field, because we think that when we break in, all of this will go away and it will not. We need to develop the habit of being patient and persistent with ourselves. And the reason I say persistent, I think we're as moms, like, 
I mean, come on, we can nag till the cows come home. We'll be really persistent with our kids. I mean, I know my kids think I'm very good at that, but we need to be persistent with our goals. And so a lot of times students will come to me and they, maybe they've been to a boot camp before. Maybe they've tried other things and it didn't work. And you say, well, that person got hired so fast or it was so easy for them. Well, I know that we know the old mantra, comparison is a thief of joy. But I really like to be more dramatic with my language and say, like, when you are thinking about other people, you're thinking about your journey in terms of other people, you are charming yourself. You are doing yourself a disservice. You have your own journey. You don't understand the skills they acquired in different places. Maybe there are advantages that they had. You can't just take your journey. I know a lot of times I've kind of washed this language out with my some of my marketing, but students have come to me like, but how long is it going to take me? Well, I can't exactly tell you how long. I'll say, give you some averages, but here's why you should look at averages. Listen, just be patient with yourself. Just be patient with yourself when there's an error in your code and be patient with yourself when it's taken longer. And so what that really means is that we're afraid. And I am not afraid to talk about fear. Everybody operates in fear. Men operate in fear. People operate in fear in the tech industry. People operate in fear and learning. I'm not afraid to talk about it. But our fear factors impact what we do. And so when we doubt ourselves, it's important to look at that fear and say, you know what, this is just a fear factor that I'm looking at. I don't feel like I belong. I don't know how to do this. I, all of these are solvable problems. All of these are able to be figured out. And so why we're afraid is because we're worried that if we believe in ourselves and we let people down, that will be the greatest disappointment. So if you can stamp out fear, the way to stamp it out is really to say, I'm going to decide to believe in myself and I'm going to decide to believe in myself a little bit more each day. Because the alternative is not serving you and it's not helping you. So you might as well believe in yourself a little bit more today than you did yesterday. And the other reason that fear factors come up with is that we fail to stay focused. It's not that we're not focused on things that matter, but sometimes we fail to stay focused on our dreams and our goals. All right, let's stop it there for part one of why tech needs moms and moms need tech. And we will pick this up again in episode 144, part two of the speech. But I hope that you found this information inspirational, educational, and honestly, the exact thing that you need at this moment to meet you where you are and get you moving forward on your next right thing to get hired in your tech dream job. Thanks so much for being with me here today. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.